0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The bottom of the hour, we're playing Impossible Flames Trivia, your chance to win a $50 gift card of A.K. Bruco and some swag. And we're still taking your text messages, 960, 960, name and location. Myself and producer Patrick Jamal need to own up to our bet because Matty Rose won the football picks last season, uh, we owe him a song. Uh, which duet song should Patrick and I sing to Matt Rose tomorrow? Nine sixty, nine sixty, name and location. But first, Jay's looking for the sweep of the A's in Oakland today. To talk about that, he is the host of Blair and Barker on the Sportsnet radio network and on Sportsnet, the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. It's Jeff Blair. Hey, hello, friend. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, man. Are you actually going to sing in the air?
1: Yeah. Well, I got to own up a bet. You know that. I'm a, I pay my bets.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I, I consider you to be a savvy better. How did you get roped into anything that could possibly involve <laughs> you singing?
1: Well, uh, we had to think of something that would be fun, potentially, and I thought I could wax these two knuckleheads, and I didn't. So now I got to own up to it. He was terrible.
0: Yeah, Ugh, I was. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, well, I mean, that surprises me, knowing one George is usually pretty good with his uh when it comes to his 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 picks. When he has to put money behind something, he's pretty good.
1: Um, thank I I appreciate that. Jeff, um there's something that you watch that I've been watching a lot of. Uh there's a lot of money to be made in the Bundesliga. It's a goal fest every week, Jeff.
0: <laughs> it's is amazing, isn't it? It's like it's, yeah. it's 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 the strangest league in the world because it doesn't matter how many goals are scored or when they're scored, you know, it's like I mean, you know what's going to happen. You know, the, you know that Byron's going to win. But yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, it is. It's like it's like the same movie. It, it's as if there was one movie, and they decided that it would be funny to have like nine different directors redirect the movie and release it at the same time because it all ends the same. It always yeah, ends. It the absolutely same. does. So the road getting there is is uh, is bizarre. But uh, yeah, it is a uh, it, it is a it's a fun league to bet on. It is a fun league to bet on.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of goals. Uh, real quick, what is the best duet song you think we
0: should sing? Oh, the best duet song you guys should sing? Um, Wildflowers by Tom Petty.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Wow. I like that one. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, that might be in your vocal range. I mean, it's ta- Tom <laughs> Petty's in everybody's vocal range pretty much, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah we, we potentially could sing that to uh, Matt Rose tomorrow. We're going to serenade him tomorrow, uh, Jeff Blair. It's going to be uh, that gonna magical. Work.
0: Yeah, that would work.
1: Morning. Yeah, on the air. Um, what you, You've been to a lot of ballparks. We talked about this earlier. Uh, which one is a bigger dump, the Coliseum in Oakland or the Trop in Tampa?
0: <laughs> oh, boy. That, you know what? I, I'm in the minority here. I don't mind the Trop because they've got really? a little place that has – phenomenal cuban sandwiches there is a little concession like that's i'm at i admit it i'm at that stage when it comes to ball i don't care about the ambience or sight lines what can i eat and the trop has got a place that makes monstrously good i mean otherworldly cuban sandwiches so yeah the trop is the trop's not i mean the trop is not in my bottom 10 stadiums in baseball it's got its charms first of all it's in saint pete you're near water uh, right. One of the best cigar bars in North America is about a five-minute walk from it. Uh, so, other than that, what the hell do you need? You got water, cigars. Yeah, that's, that's all v- you need. Th- those
1: are valid points. What do you get in uh, Oakland? They,
0: oh God. Well, let me let me just. I'm going to tell you this the story about Oakland. First of all, sure. Oakland itself is a city is kind of cool. It's I mean it's like Hamilton. It's rugged. It's an industrial city got gorgeous suburbs i mean there are pockets of the city that are really trendy the city itself is great the ballpark is i I mean if you sat down and said let's put a ballpark that has only one benefit and that it's near freeways it would be the call it would be the coliseum and the weird the thing i've always remembered about it is when you take the train because nobody stays in oakland like none of the teams none of the writers stay in oakland unless you screw up your reservations everybody stays in san francisco and takes the BART train to Oakland right away. And then the second the game is over, the second you're done writing, you run like hell across the uh, the uh, the passageway to get back on the train and get back into San Francisco. But when you get off the train to go to the ballpark, there is – and I guess and I think the last time I was there is about eight years ago. So this place may not be there anymore. There was a place called Western Colloidal Services. And it is literally you walk over – a black pit of bubbling something. Now, it could be tar. I don't know. But, you know, when you walk over, all you hear is boop, boop. And it just, it's always, I'm I'm serious, guys. It's always stuck with me. It's like, I know that people have been buried in there. I know guys have, you know, fallen off the, well, now that they had one of those uh, barriers over it, so you couldn't climb over top. But you know what Raider football fans are like? They play games there. I swear to God, somebody must have fallen over that damn thing into Western Colloidal and just kind of disappeared forever. You know, And and I've always remembered that about that. And then, of course, there's the raccoons in the press box, uh, which is a big story. There's raccoons (laughs) in the roof of the press box. Um, you, You know, you don't want, I mean, it's near the water. You don't want to know about the size of the rats. Uh, Yeah, it is. uh, Oh, and 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 the sewage system is so bad that players will put their shoes, their dress shoes, on the top of their, uh, you know, on the top of their stalls in the visitors' clubhouse in case everything overflows and their shoes get ruined. So have I? Have I painted a picture?
1: Yeah, it's. uh, I'm just buying my tickets right now. Actually, yeah, Yeah, it sounds great. (laughs) Going down to Oakland. Yeah, it is. I miss it's, those. It's a
0: trip, man. It's a trip.
1: <clears throat> I, I, I used to love watching fo- the multi-purpose stadiums, uh, Jeff, where the, where the baseball field is right in the middle of the football field yeah. and they just reverse that thing. Those, those are the best. They just don't build them like that anymore.
0: No. You know, when you had the, when you had the dirt infield down and it rained oh, yeah. and dudes are, like, sliding all over the place. <laughs> uh, having said that, though, you know, it, strangely enough, before – before Al Davis sort of seized control of the whole thing, it was a great ballpark, um, even for a multi-purpose park, because they call it Mount Davis. When, you, when you're looking at a game from home, from home plate and you see this big, big uh, level of stands where they've got all their retired jerseys, those never used to be there. Those were put in to keep the Raiders happy, and of course it didn't work because the Raiders ended up leaving. But right. before those stands were in there, maybe the best view in baseball. Other than wow. Dodger Stadium, maybe the best view in baseball. You had the water. You had the fog coming in. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't want to wax too poetic about it. But uh, that's uh, that's the Coliseum. And, of course, it's famous now because it's got the biggest expanse of foul territory known to man. Right. I, it, um, it just does. There are guys who... I remember talking to Matt Chapman about playing third base there, and he said visiting third baseman would come in and it would freak you out because you look like the first base bag is so far away from the stands. It just it looks like you're throwing the ball three times farther than you normally should be throwing it.
1: Um, Now we're down this rabbit hole. One more question about stadiums: What's the most overrated stadium in your opinion in baseball?
0: Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field or Fenway? (laughs) Fenway is North America's largest open urinal. Um, the seats were des- the seats were put in when people were're roughly half the size we are now. Uh, you know and plus it's full of people from Boston. so th- that's the other thing. Fen- I'm, uh, listen, I'm, I'm serious man. you go to the concourse area at Fenway Park. And there will be little pools of oddly colored water uh, in the weirdest oh, places. good. And you know it hasn't rained. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm. So, um, that would be my worst. And, and Wrigley feels just full of. I mean, it's full of. The, the bleachers are full of just reprehensible, yuppie ish uh, <laughs> people. I mean, they just are.
1: Jeff, are you, um,. Are you pro-dugout railing, or are you against dugout railings?
0: I'm pro-dugout railings, man. Yeah. I like when they jump yeah. over it. Yeah. No, it, it's, uh, yeah, um, dugout railings are important. I know people get surprised every time they, they ask me, because everybody says Wrigley Field must be romantic. I said, it stinks. It's old. I don't want old. I don't want to pay that money and go and sit in some place old. I want, to, I want to sit in some place new. I like my creature comforts. If it rains, you know what? I don't want to get wet. You know, yeah. Call me stupid, but I don't want to get wet when it rains.
1: Yeah, it's not that's not crazy. I think that's oh, fair. Crazy, yeah, though. I don't think that's stupid at all. That's Super. most people. Um, yeah. uh, the Blue Jays uh going for a sweep today <laughs> against those A's in that beautiful stadium in Oakland. How bad is that A's bullpen, Jeff?
0: Uh, oh boy, uh, almost as bad as Texas's, which is uh which is saying a lot because that's really you know, if the Blue Jays players get together and vote on playoff shares, they ought to send. And if they make the playoffs, they ought to send fifty percent of their shares to the Rangers bullpen because because they are they are atrocious. Uh, you know, the thing with the thing with Oakland is that um, I mean, they've been living off this whole money ball thing now for years, right? And. I remember J.P. Ricciardi telling me one time, "You know what a perfect world is? A perfect world is having Moneyball philosophy and New York Yankees dollars." And I've always hmm. thought that kind of that that kind of that kind of sums it up. Um, yeah, I mean the A's, there's there's just there's nothing going on there. There, the thing that kind of scares me about where they are now is, I mean, you know, they've they've. If, Surprisingly enough, they have had teams that have managed to stay in the, in the playoff race, and they've had their ups and downs like other franchises, but they've always kind of been competitive. And, you know, I look at this team now, and I'm thinking ahead. Of, if somebody wants to buy the A's and move them to another city, what are you buying? There's, I mean, there's just not a, there's not a lot there. it's it's maybe the most egregious example of ownership just simply simply stripping stripping a team apart. And and the thing is, I mean, I I don't get it because a baseball team has an assume, it's going to cost you a billion dollars to buy a baseball team right now, regardless of the team it's going to cost you a billion dollars and it doesn't matter whether the baseball team is loaded with talent or is young or is full of old guys. I mean, it it doesn't matter. People used to have this idea that, well, you sell all your players and it makes it easier to sell the team because the new owner isn't assuming as much risk. That's not how it works. You're going to get a billion dollars for your team regardless of, of the payroll. And I just don't owners can do what they want with teams, but what I've seen in Oakland really kind of annoys me because it's so, it just looks so deliberate, right? It looks so deliberate. And I just, I just don't, you know, as a sports fan, that kind of bothers me. I don't mind teams tanking. You know, I, I, tanking is a part of the deal of being a professional sports franchise, but it's always struck me as being a stupid thing in baseball because, you tank you get the first pick overall there's a chance a guy's gonna just turn out to be okay or not be any good at all right and and right. it so when i watch what's going on with oakland i just think it, it's just it's it's just a shame and as for the bullpen itself the physical layout of the bullpen i don't know if you saw that but you're right in the field yeah it's kind of funky Oh, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: sorry go ahead George. Sorry, just just wanted to ask you, Jeff, about, like, just real quick. I know I want to talk about the Blue Jays, but you just kind of brought something really interesting up. Does, does baseball really have that much of an appetite to go to Vegas? Are, are they that super horny to get to Las Vegas like the NHL was, that seemingly the NBA is, the NFL was? Like, it, Does does Major League Baseball really have an appetite to go to Las Vegas? Because I feel like when it comes to Major League Baseball, how many markets can they actually go to that don't already have teams?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've... I think I know there are people in Vancouver who have this idea that Vancouver is at some point going to be a candidate for a major league baseball franchise. Um, They're going to be, you know, baseball, first of all, when baseball expands and it will expand, it's going to expand as part of a complete reworking of the league structures. Like I think the American league and the American national league will be gone. You'll have just geographic divisions And, I mean, as it is right now, there's no difference between the American and National League. They have the same umpires, same rules. They don't even have separate league offices anymore. So it's kind of the whole American League, National League thing is kind of silly. I know that they want to put a team in and around Nashville. Uh, Everybody you talk to in baseball says Nashville is the place baseball wants to go. And there are demographic reasons for that. It's a very business friendly state. There's no personal income tax, all that stuff. I've always kind of looked at Vegas as being Vegas is what St. Pete used to be. That's the place I'll threaten to move my team. If you don't build me a new ballpark. Right. But something happened and, and I think it, it and George, this is in your wheelhouse. I think the growth and the legalization mm-hmm. of gambling removed the last impediment I think for baseball going to Vegas because we all know about the Black Sox scandal we know about Pete Rose and Bud Selig when he was commissioner uh, had a lot of flaws but one thing he was pretty consistent about was the influence of you know of, of betting and gambling in baseball because he was of that age where it was a real issue now of course it's part of our daily life and I think that kind of makes a move to vegas more likely but you know i've always thought the key to vegas was going to be and i'll give gary bettman credit for this i've always thought the idea was to be the first team there right you want to be the first team because it's it's kind of a weird market there's a lot of shift workers right a lot of folks work at the casino now i understand it's had a real growth in the last 20 years and it's it's an established community but I've always thought that the key to Vegas was you've got to be the first team in there. And now that football is there, I don't know. Um, but I, I do know this a surprising number of players live in Nevada, uh, in the off season. And, and again, that gets back to, that gets back to taxes and, and cost of living and things like that. But I, I yeah, I, I, um, I know that's kind of a long-winded answer, but that's kind of how I view Vegas because I think it's a really—it is—it's an interesting point you make. I, I don't know how many—I don't know how many franchises that city can um, can handle. I just don't.
1: I'm fascinated to see what happens with Chris Bassett over the next little bit here, Jeff. Uh, He goes another eight innings yesterday, but there was a moment in the fourth where he starts wiping his fingers on his pants. What were you thinking there when you start seeing little marks come up in the fourth inning? Ended up being fine, but there was maybe a little bit
0: of worry. You know, he's um, my friend Kevin Barker describes him as needy. And (laughs) I I think that's that's probably a good way to put it. Uh I mean, there's a lot going on when Chris Bassett is in the game, right? Uh, You know, using pitch calm and and just, you know, he always, there are some guys, like you watch Kevin Gossman pitch. Now, first of all, Kevin Gossman might be one of the coolest people on the planet. Like, (laughs) If there's a nuclear war, I want Kevin Gossman with his hand near the button. Because Kevin Gossman, just, it, he is isn't—is unflappable. You watch him when he gets in trouble. And there's no different than if he's in the sixth inning of a shutout game. It's like, I got this figured out. Hang on here. I got us. Chris Bassett falls behind an account, and you can see the wheels spin. And, you know, the camera shot of him. He's always, he's always got that look in his face like, you know, ah, here comes calamity. Here comes calamity. And somehow he gets out of it. And I think a lot of it is just... The guy throws a 1,000 pitches. Um, he's got a cutter that's really good, and he's – oddly enough, I never thought I'd, I'd, I'd say this. I mean, right now, he's probably using, putting the caveat out there that it was the Open Athletics, and they're not very good. I, right now, he probably looks the strongest of any Blue Jays starter because those mm-hmm. guys are logging a lot of innings, Um, You know, a guy like Gossman, Gossman's been pretty healthy through his career. He's got a ton of innings in his career. He's not young. Uh, Jose Barrios is okay in his last start. He did not have a good August. It's really odd, but it seems that Chris Bassett right now might be your most consistent starting pitcher. And I never, I never thought I'd be saying that about him. I thought he was a nice piece, number three or number four starter, probably the guy you drop from your rotation going to the playoffs. Now I can't see that happening.
1: So I guess just kind of expanded on that point, you would go Gossman, Barrios, Bassett if the playoffs started tomorrow and leave Kikuchi as kind of the fourth guy there?
0: You know, I mean, Kikuchi, I think a lot depends, guys, on, on the matchup. Mm. Um, how, many, how many lefties you're facing, uh, where it is, um, which seems to be a big issue for Barrios because he is, if you look at his home road splits, they're staggering. Yeah. I mean, he's almost like a different pitcher at the Rogers Center than he is on the road, and uh, that's one thing I don't. I don't think that's fluke. There are a lot of things that happen in baseball where you just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Regression to the mean. That's just baseball. It's a fluke. It's luck. <clears throat> I don't think it is. There's something there with Jose Barrios and the Rogers Center. So a lot depends on uh, who you're facing and you know where the games are being played. But my guess right now would be that Gossman gets the ball in the first game because. One of the things John Schneider said when they were eliminated last year was, I I, I took Gossman out of the game too soon. And I don't think, I think he learned from that. And I think for that reason, he would go to the wall to have Gossman start the first game. Where it gets interesting is, what if that last regular season game determines whether or not you go to the playoffs? Now what do you do? Um, Mm. do you maybe need Gossman in that last game? Um, I don't know. Maybe it falls naturally that it's Barrios' turn in the last game. Mm. What if it's, you know what I'm saying? There there are all these factors in there. Mm. The one thing I take away from it, though, is it's good to have those options because you don't know how that final week's going to go. And at least now, if you're the Blue Jays, you know, let's say worst case scenario, uh, you need to go... The final three games of the season determine whether or not you make the playoffs. You have got to use Barrios, you got to use Bassett, uh, and you got to use Gossman in some order. At least now you know what you say, Kikuchi. It doesn't have to be a tire fire, and you've also got a deep enough bullpen that you can probably make things work in that first game. But I mean, if all things are equal, if the Jays somehow get a chance to line up their ducks for the playoffs, I think you got to go Gossman. And then maybe play it by ear, right? If you win the first game, now you got some wiggle room. Maybe you go Bassett, save Barrios to close out the game, or maybe you go Kikuchi because you're facing a team that's got a lot of left-handed pitchers. Then you've got Barrios or Bassett to go in game three. The 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 thing to know about Barrios, though, of all those guys, like Barrios is probably the guy who would be least um, he'd be least put out if he didn't start a postseason game. Not to say that he's not a competitor, but he is of all the guys there. He's the guy that you know would probably would be okay with it and would go to the bullpen and would give you and would give you length. Um, and and that's just kind of that's kind of the duty is.
1: Uh, Blue Jay fans obviously wrapped up Jeff in the playoff race and what's going on and and Bo Bichette's injury and how good the rotation's been. I feel like this Alec Manoa story isn't as big as maybe we're making it out to be right now.
0: I, I almost feel, I almost feel the opposite. Um, hmm. I, 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 have not. Now, I, I will say this. I'm not around the team on a daily basis. You know, as much as I used to be, I'm not on the road with them. Um, I haven't. I've done some digging into it, but every time you, you start digging into it, you, you run into a dead end. I don't know what's going on with Alec Manoa. I mean, you hear rumors that he told the Jays he didn't want to report to AAA. Um, you hear rumors that he's not healthy. Um, it's the, the whole year has really been confusing when it comes to Alec Manoa. So, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything nefarious here. I, I do think there's some tension between the player and the team. I haven't talked to Alec about it, but guys, I mean, he hasn't, it's really odd for a dude to be sent down and not do anything for two weeks. I, I mean, that's an IL stint. If he's hurt, mm-hmm. then put him in the IL, right? Right. That is, there's something, I I don't know what it is, but, Something about that story hasn't passed the smell test from day one. Um, And and I will say this. There's two things about that story. One, thank God. Russ Atkins gets a lot of of criticism. But thank God Russ Atkins put this pitching staff together the way they did. Because there aren't too many teams who would go into the season with a guy they think has a shot at being a Cy Young winner or a Cy Young finalist and get nothing out of him and be able to go to the postseason, which is what the Jays are doing. And the other thing, I mean, I hate to say this, but if you look at the first month of the season, you look at Alec Manola's record against teams in the AL East, I believe the Jays were 0-6 in games against the AL East that he started. Take a look at the Eastern standings, or the East standings. They have the worst record within the division, of all AL East teams. So you ask yourself, okay, what if Alec Manoa had been able to win four of those games, right? What if he'd been able to win three of those games? Where yep. would the blue Jays be now? So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a big story. And if this team doesn't make the playoffs, I think you can look back at Alec Manoa and maybe how the organization handled Alec Manoa and say, you know, that's, that's probably the root of this. Um, you know, I've asked people, do you, do you guys think you gave him too much lease? Should you, you know, should you have made the call earlier than you did? Um, you don't get any answers from, from the team about that. But, um, uh, yeah, I, no, I think it's a big story. And, and I, think, I think we're seeing the effects of it now, too, because while that was going on, the Jays shortened their rotation before, again, Jin Ryu was available. Guys were pitching on short days rest um you know the routines were disrupted and i know people roll their eyes when you talk about routines but you know these are guys who are 27 28 29 years old who've got a routine that's worked for them for eight nine ten years and all of a sudden it's being thrown out of whack and they're all healthy and they're all giving you innings right so that's you know, when I, when I look at what Kevin Gossman's going through now, when I look at Brios, part of me wonders, is the root of this maybe not uh, the issues this organization had with Alec Manoa? But I, I, I've i got a feeling we're not going to know. I don't think we're going to know the whole story until maybe next spring training. And it wouldn't surprise me if that's the next time we see Alec Manoa is in Florida in March no. or February. Unreal. No.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody thought that would be the scenario heading into this season. Uh, Jeff Blair, uh, he's the host of Blair and Barker on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Jeff, terrific stuff. And uh, Canada whipped Slovenia off to the semifinals now at the FIBAs. What a time to be alive!
0: Hey, who would have thought it? I mean, the NBA players actually actually coming through. I, you know, it's it's a big deal because I mean, I think it's a big deal anyhow as a basketball fan because you know, yeah, the Raptors won the NBA title. That was great. I don't know how much that resonated across the rest of the country. You guys know as well as anybody for a sport to take off in this country, for a sport to really establish itself across the country, nothing does a better job than seeing dudes in the maple leaf, right? Win a medal, right? Think back to the the, Olympics in Vancouver, who the hell knew we were going to become a a bobsled and luge power, right? Or a bobsled power. But, you know, because of the success that Canadian athletes had there, it really had a trickle down effect, and and I think I think if these guys can somehow win this, um, certainly going to the Olympics in London, it, it's that's a big moment, man. It is a moment not to be not to be sneered at, and um, you know there's some there's some interesting cats in that team. they uh, i I'm, I would love I really want to see these guys go up against the Americans. I just yep. I want to see how that would turn out because I think I think we'll be surprised.
1: And it's always fun to try to beat the Americans in anything. So that's always super Absolutely. fun to begin with. Yeah, it's really fun. Absolutely. Uh, this was a lot of fun, uh, Mr. Blair. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, pal.
0: Wildflowers, boys. Okay. I think it starts, you belong to the wildflowers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can come on and sing with us if you'd like tomorrow.
0: Uh, no, no, no. I just want a tape. or A, well, okay. a tape. I just aged myself. Right? <laughs> yes, we're throwing on a
1: cassette tape for you, Blair. <laughs>
0: no, a- nah, eight track, man. God Almighty. Okay, And me a tape. All right, see you, boys. Yep. be well. See ya.
1: There he is, uh, Jeff Blair on the Alice Pizza in Sports Park, Guess <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Terrific stuff. I like that. He's like, ah, oh, I gotta get out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, great job uh, by Canada. Off to the semifinals now. They'll play Serbia in the FIBAs. Didn't cash my parlay girl. though, so oh you got greedy I just gave you one pick you got greedy I always get greedy you know me okay well I'm like hey take Dylan Brooks over nine and a half that's super low for that guy and the Cobra came through Cobra (laughs) yeah Shea was one for four from three-point range it was definitely in play he just bricked up a couple that's okay Uh, he was still fantastic Canada off to the semifinals all right straight ahead Luca was very sad he was very upset Oh, boohoo! Yeah, um, <laughs> um, we'll play Impossible Flames trivia next, and uh, keep those text messages rolling in nine sixty nine sixty. What's the duet that myself and Patrick dumal should sing to Matt Rose? We'll do that next. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty The Fan. <laughs> what you see this video of Dylan Brooks waiting for his teammates? Yeah, and he's punching them with the a glove on. Yeah, he's be... doing a little shadow boxing, waiting for the boys. Yeah, I had a B. Must be Something. I'm yeah, really play, excited about the TV. I'm Maddie. really excited about this team, Canada. Way more than I expected to be. I'm not going to lie. I'm really enjoying yeah. this run.
2: Like, do you like? Yeah, of course you'll want I, Jamal, I Jamal Murray and, and Andrew Wiggins here cuz next year at the Olympics there's going to be yeah, the NBA is going to sure, be all sure, out sure. in Paris but By this means. is a
1: fun group man also yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really upset that their game is at 2:45 ah, on Friday suck. like I'm really upset like Sunday is Sunday potentially could be Sunday sports porn for like like for for this guy oh yeah cuz they're going to have a in the NFL at a medal. season Canada could be playing the United States in the gold medal to FIBA's and it could be Djokovic Alcarez at the US Open. Oh, like, boy. are you kidding me? That's your day. Yeah. Two of those are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would it be?
2: <laughs> I mean, Joker Al Alcarez again, that'd be dope. Especially nighttime at the U.S. Open. That would be a nighttime yeah, well, game. Yeah, they play at 4 o'clock. Oh, so, yeah, we've, so 4 Eastern? Okay, so it would be an afternoon.
1: As long as it's be- yeah. over before yeah. kickoff, I'll probably watch.
2: Uh, it's going to be at the same time as the Packers and Bears. Oh, yeah, that's not going to work.
1: Yeah, well, there's multiple TV action going on that that's day, fair. That's fair. What time will the Jays play on Sunday? Do we know? Uh, <laughs> it's probably 1130
2: against the Royals. With all due
1: respect to the Jays, that'll be on the, uh...
2: that'll be on the phone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. Oh, little, it is J's 1130 on yeah. um, Sports Network West. That's a terrible right, time um, for the Jays. They moved Cut their Sunday
2: it. games to 1130, That's and their so Saturday funny. games are 130. <laughs> it's stupid.
1: Um, I've sent uh, the answer to Impossible Flames trivia to both uh, GVP and Patrick Dumont. Have you guys received the email? Uh, yes. yes. Uh, I wish we did. And uh, the difficulty of today's question? Depends uh, on your clues, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point. It really does depend on what the clues are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it, they can either be extremely misleading and destroy the entire thing, or they can like do. give it up immediately. like, like, like your clues
2: go. last week, broke the text line. Like <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even. But <laughs> well, then the week before, we gave you it away with away. fifteen minutes left in the show. True. True. So. <laughs> it's a
1: fine line. Okay. All right, no offense. Everyone's George. a critic. Hey, eh? everyone has an opinion. Hey, eh? it's literally the 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 gig. No, I'm just saying, good. like, hey, hey, maybe maybe next week we'll get GVP to do Impossible flame no, this How's
2: is your that? thing? The hey. producer has your name. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I did your it. It
1: went, went really well. I had great great clues, great answers. I'm sure, he did. Just saying. I'm sure, he did. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> All right, hit it. <laughs> Hit, 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 the and and hit the thing! Hit the thing! Get Sorry. your thinking
0: cap ready, because oh it's boy. time for George Russick to deliver today's Impossible Flames trivia question.
1: Hey, Impossible Flames trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from Inhouse V K Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue, Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. It's simple. It's easy. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Lemon squeezy. I give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames, and you have to find how I've connected the three in somehow, some way. You won't be able to Google any of this because it comes out of my big stupid head. And if you can figure it out, or we tell you what the answer is, you win a fifty dollar <laughs> gift card to VK Bruco and some swag. Mm-hmm. You know it. Uh are you ready? I'm ready. I got my pen. I got my paper, write it down. I'm ready. I even tested out the pen here. Yeah, it's working. Good. I'm good to go. Uh, the first name is uh, Callie oh, oh, As a Cali yarn croak. Oh, I yarn croak. Professional uh, Swedish ice hockey player who currently plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs, of the NHL, Uh Yarnkrog was drafted 51st overall by the Red Wings in the 2012 oh. NHL entry draft on March 16th, 2022. Five days before the trade deadline, Yarnkirk was traded to the Kraken uh, by the Kraken to the Calgary Flames for the Panthers' 2022 second-round draft pick, uh, the Flames' 2023 third-round pick, and a 2024 seventh-round pick. Yarnkirk played 12 playoff games with the Flames, of course, scoring one goal and adding three assists. Um, he's nicknamed Iron Hook, which is a direct translation of his last name. And Elias Lindholm is his cousin. Yes, mm-hmm. Iron Hook.
0: Iron hook. The
1: hey. next name is Jonathan Uberdo. Jonathan uberdo Johnny. Was born on June 4th, 1993 as a Canadian professional ice hockey winger for the <laughs> Calgary Flames of the NHL. Uh Huberto was selected third overall by the Florida Panthers in the twenty eleven NHL draft and made his NHL debut with the team in 2013 on July twenty-second, twenty twenty-two. Hubert, along with Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwint, and a 2025 conditional first round draft pick, were traded to the Calgary Flames for Matthew Kachuk, a conditional fourth round pick. Huberto was born and raised in St. Jerome, Quebec. Huberto's first language is French, but he chose to attend an anglophone high school to better prepare himself for the National Hockey League. And is also the cousin of Mackenzie Weger. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, Canada's playing. <laughs> that's not, at, that's <laughs> not true, but, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, 2.30 in the morning, Canada's playing on yeah, Friday. Yeah, I, I told you that already. Yeah, I ain't. Okay, so uh, I'll catch the highlights. Just double checking. Yeah, we'll wake up, watch that game. And we'll Good watch morning. the U.S. play Germany. Um, And the final name, Rito Berra. Oh, that guy. Was born on January 3rd, 1997 in Bullock, Switzerland. He was drafted by the St. Louis Blues, fourth overall in the 2006 NHL entry draft not fourth overall fourth round 106th overall of the NHL entry draft he played for the flames in 2013-2014 where uh he posted an 818 save percentage um even sorry he posted where's the stats on this okay sorry (laughs) He posted a 295 goals against in 29 games for the Flames in the 2013-2014 season. I looked at the advanced stats at a yeah, hockey reference. I'm like, yeah, sure. i don't care what he was in even strength. Do give you want to know, though? Give us he his had course-y. a 903 save percentage, even strength for the Flames in 2013-2014 in 27 games. Also, Dan Vladar's cousin. Yeah, that's true. He played 29 games, excuse me. <laughs> How have you David agreed to Rio both Vera? of those? I only had four mistakes reading about Rito Berra there. <laughs> Huberto Yarncrook, nailed it. Rito Berra, burp. Okay, Jonathan Ubardo, Cali Yarncrook, Rito Berra all have something in common. 96960 name and location. All right. And thank you for Dylan. I know it's not Winger, it's Winger. I just it's in homage to uh uh, Howard Berger, who used to be the late Maple Leafs reporter for the yeah. Fan 590 in Toronto, he used to say winger. And it's it like always weirded me. I always
2: say Stinger, Stinger. It's just it's just That's funny. weird, too. I, I know. Stinger. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: 960, 960, name and location. Uh, there are <laughs> the three most disappointing Flames trades returns. The Rito Barra return was exceptional given how good Rito Barra was. Like, they got like <laughs> two seconds for him.
2: Do they get this all their inf- inside info on Daryl's deals?
1: Yeah, from Steve and nice try! I'm a Save on Foods guy for life. Have you gone to Save on Foods? Oh, one second round pick. Sorry. <laughs> uh, again, <laughs> you're not French. You don't have an accent. Stop pronouncing his name like that, George. Yes, we just did it because Julian... It's, Julie- it's like, a like, bit. Like, come on. It's a bit, you guys. We get that we're not French. It's like Danny Gilbert. It's because we have (laughs) Julian McKenzie on, who's actually from Quebec, and he pronounces it like that. Same with Jacques Pelletier, Jérémy Poyer. I feel like I'm missing one. Aren't there four French guys now? Yeah, Ooh, Denny this, Gilbert. This, this one. <laughs> <laughs> and our boy, uh, Denny Gilbert from Buffalo. Uh, James and Calgary, they all played uh, where they were traded for or scored on Patrick Waugh. Ooh. Hmm. That feels ungoogleable. Yeah. <laughs> definitely... I think Wah was out of league, right, ready for the league by the time these guys hint? got in. I am very excited for my first hint. You ready for your first hint? I'm writing it down. First hint. Uh, who Ampersand. doesn't love belting out Living on a prayer. Belting out living on a prayer. <laughs> Whoa. Living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. Who doesn't like who doesn't love belting out living on a prayer? Is that is that
0: a uh... hmm Hmm Run DMC, 960, LL 960. Cool J, the Beastie Boys, Um the Fat Boys. <laughs> Salt and pepper. On you give beer. love
1: <laughs> a bad name. Nine sixty nine
2: sixty.
1: That's <laughs> uh, my uh, Name and location. Uh, Patrick, you know the answer. Does that clue help anybody in any way, shape, or form?
2: Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> GBP. GVP uh, is uh,
1: cackling I in admire, the other room. Yeah, it's the it's, first.
2: The first clues have just been. First, first one's obvious I, I don't want to
1: be a critic, but like, come on.
0: <laughs> they haven't helped. You want they, to call that a hint?
1: They is? all played in a city where Brandon Belt hit a home run. <laughs> what? That could be I a lot. Would never <laughs> mix in baseball. How dare you? What do you, what do you mean? Never? The, everything you do in this segment is ridiculous and preposterous. Well, how yeah. could you possibly say I would never mix in baseball? Um, who doesn't love belting out living on a prayer is the first one. 96960 okay. name and, and location. Rito Barra. Nothing to Jonathan do with Brandon Huberto. Belt. Don't be dumb. I'm gonna rank uh, them Cali Yarn Croak. All have something in common. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia. Courtesy of our good friends at VK Bruco. You can win a fifty dollar gift card and some swag from them. Um nine sixty nine sixty <laughs> name and location. Um they're all cousins. Ooh. Steven Airdrie, they're all Catholics. <laughs> no, not what I'm looking for. They're all cousins. That's funny. That's good. <laughs> um, Three members of the Flames tribute band to Bon Jovi. Oh, Jeff and Sundance. Wouldn't that be awesome? If they were all in Bon Jovi, bon Jovi tribute, tribute band. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm a professional hockey player for nine months out of the year. But when I'm not on the ice practicing with my teammates, I'm just really trying to get the lick from you give love a bad name down. Uh, are you ready for uh hint number 2 in impossible yeah. flames Trigger? Yeah. because this... we are starting we have too much fun on this show sometimes and uh we're running out of time quickly. Okay, let's go. This one's a, this one is a dead giveaway. It's not the number 4. It's not the number 6. But 5 is where you need to look. <sighs> one more time. It's not the number four. Not four. It's not the number six. Not six. Five is where you need to look. Five is where I need to look. Boys, thoughts on the hint?
2: Yeah, I like that one.
1: GBP? Sure. (laughs) That sounded convincing. (laughs) Sure. Sure, yeah. I don't know what it does, but sure. That is a sentence. Poorly constructed, but that is actually a sentence. 960, 960, name and location. They... Rito Barra, oh. Jonathan Huberto, Callie Yarncroak. all had something in common. Matt? They all have guess? five fingers on each of their hands. <laughs> uh, that's probably true. I can confirm or deny that. If... Um, living on a prayer, five. Um, Okay, we are running short on time. I am going to give you another hint that is going to really expose what I'm doing today. Okay. Think of the Red Sox, the Heat, the Ravens, and the Blackhawks. Red Sox, Heat, Ravens, Blackhawks. What? 960 960 name and location. The first hint: it's Callie Arnkrook, John the Huberto, Rita Barra. The first hint is who doesn't love belting out "Living on a Prayer." The second one is, it's not it's not the number four. It's not the number six. Number five is where you need to look. And think: Red Sox, Heat, Ravens, and Blackhawks. 960 960 name and location. Patrick, is... does that help?
2: Uh
1: <laughs> no, I I don't know. <laughs> what is the link between these four teams? Different sports, okay. nowhere close the, to each other. Their logos—they all, all won championships in this year.
2: Okay, okay, yes, yes, okay, yes, they did. They sure the hell did.
1: Okay, well, that kind of helps. Five is where. Okay, I so know. let me explain the clues because we're running out of time here. It's okay, I don't have a guess at nine. Uh, living on a prayer. Uh, is by the band Bon Jovi. But you said Belty now, and then that wasn't about Brandon Belt? No? No. Okay. Uh, They are, of course, from New Jersey. Of course. Okay, New Jersey ties
2: into this as well, because uh, something happened there in 2013. Correct. Maybe in the summertime.
1: Yes. They were all... It's not the number four. It's not the number six. It's number five. The... And Bruins, sorry, Red Sox, Heat, Ravens, Blackhawks all won a championship in 2013. So New Jersey, fifth overall in New Jersey, fifth overall in 2013. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. All right, Elias Lindholm was drafted fifth overall in 2013 in the NHL draft. Because mm-hmm. we've been talking a little about Elias Lindholm. You know I always connect it to what we're talking about? Yeah. So now. So he was <laughs> traded fifth. They were all yeah. traded for Elias Lindholm? No. 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 They all. No. I was going to say played with. No. They all right. Because uh, we're running low on time. All of the players I just mentioned played with players who were drafted ahead of Elias Lindholm in the 2013 NHL entry
2: draft. Yarn Croak with Seth Jones. Jonathan Huberdeau with Alex Barkov. Rito Barrow with Nathan McKinnon.
1: Yes! If you text that into to 960, 960 name and location, you win Impossible Flames trivia today. All three players played with players who were drafted ahead of Elias Lindholm in the 2013 NHL Entry Draft. So 9-16, the 9-16, first 16, hint was about New Jersey, like living on a Correct. prayer. We were just supposed Bon Jovi in New Jersey is the immediate. Okay. Correct. I don't necessarily associate Bon Jovi with New Jersey, so that's why I missed that one. Really? No. They're proud New Jerseyites. New Jerseyans. New, New Jerseyans. New Jerseyans. <laughs> New Jerseyans. New Jerseyans. New Jerseyans. New all right, we got a winner. All right, Tyler. Oh, Taylor. No, okay. DJ. Came
2: in just before. Is it DJ? Just came in just before Taylor.
1: Shout out to Dustin Johnson for listening to the show. Yeah, Dustin Johnson, you're winning. It's okay. Uh, it's, DJ, congratulations. He hasn't played in like three um, weeks. Uh, today was a... Uh... Was a tough addition of Flames Trivia, but congratulations. You won a $50 gift card and some swag courtesy of our friends at VK Bruco. Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, Farm to Table, a friendly farm to table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house VK Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. Um, what's coming up in Mucho Big Show, Extra Big Show, Moot? Big show. Plus
0: we're going to
2: have uh Donovan Bennett join us at nine 30, uh, fan check down, talk a little more NFL one more
1: day before we uh, get to it. It'll be opening night. Okay. Tomorrow night in so Kansas City. this is what we're going to do. Every text message you sent us about the song you want us to sing, we will pick three or four of them. We will pick four of them tomorrow morning in the six, and then we'll put a poll question up. And then that song we will sing to Matt Rose when we do our football picks. Beautiful. Does that work? I can't wait. Okay. Uh listen to the I podcast. I get a new ringtone stuff. tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Listen to the uh the podcast and stuff. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Uh congratulations DJ. It was a slog this morning on Impossible Flames trivia, but we got there after I gave you the answer. Uh have a terrific Wednesday. Uh go Canada go. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit ubu sit. Good dog.